Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert and this is the tax show on the weekends. Yes, I know. And we're talking taxes. Oh my gosh. Didn't we just get done with taxes, Jeff? Yes, we did. <laughs> but it's, it's, as we always say, every week, it's an every time you get a paycheck thing. Yes, it's an most ev- definitely every time you make a a big purchase thing. Yeah, you exactly, know? we're going to talk depreciation here, Yay. and you're going to try to help <laughs> me understand it because I still don't get it. I think my wife's got a handle. When we yeah. went and did our taxes, um, you and her started talking when depreciation, yes. and I I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I daydreaming, looking daydreaming. at the accountant was, ceiling tiles or well, something. I was, I was looking at the giant stack of papers because we came during tax yes. time. <laughs> and I was wondering how many more could I put on that before it falls over? And then you guys, do you get that, Josh? And I go, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Depreciation. <laughs> sure, buy, sell, whatever. Um, so to reiterate, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufal. It's the name of the book that he wrote. It's the name of the show that we do. It's the idea that every time you get a paycheck or every financial transaction you make, is there a way that we can keep keep more of yours, more of it in our pocketbook, in our bank accounts, in our, you know, uh, retirement accounts and less of it going out to the federal government. Exactly. And these are legal ways that you mitigate taxation. This isn't, Um, you know, going behind the building here at KTRS (laughs) and saying, Jeff, how do I keep more of my money from the government? How do I hide this from the government? It's not hiding. This is... This is tax code stuff. Yeah. Most of the tax laws were written to help you save money. It's me, just yeah. most people don't apply those tax codes. So Who reads the tax codes? No well, one. <laughs> Jeff does. Yes. Parts of it. Parts we of have it. to, but other people read it for us and give us, hey, this is where you need to go. So. And there's a lot of times where we mention that the tax code is 70,000 pages long. Yes. Uh, it's the equivalent of how many Bibles? I think it's five Bibles is what they say. Five Bibles long. Yes. Uh, and most of it. You know, doesn't even pertain to us as individuals. It's corporations, you know, charitable organizations, all kinds of crazy stuff. And the the Jeff Bezoses of the yes. world, the Elon yeah. Musks of they the world, they have their own two and a half Bibles that are applied yeah. to them only. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when you break it down, the tax code for us is about three pages long. Yeah, um, in fine print though. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really little. Yeah, it's those it's those paper Bible pages. Yeah. the real thin ones. Yeah, you're afraid to turn the page. Yeah, because you rip it. <laughs> Um, but the idea is that there are things written into the tax code. And who wrote the tax code? It's actually written by our beautiful senators and uh, Congress people. Uh, probably their um, aides. And their aides really <laughs> write these bills. It's then, once it's passed, uh, goes to the IRS. The IRS interprets it the best they can right. and then puts it into law. So if you want to blame something for the taxes that you're paying, don't get mad at the IRS. Yeah, We're going to talk about them just as well. enforcing or applying those rules to the, the American public. So. But there's a lot of stuff in there. And I say this: this the tax code is uh, fair is fair. Yeah. You know, taxes are a necessary evil. They, that they are. Okay. Unless you drive down Manchester Road. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but 
there are things inside the tax code that could benefit us. And one of the ones that I'm taking advantage of, I say this all the time, uh, an FSA, Mm -hmm. flex spending account. Yes. That rhyme? That's right. And we're using it to pay child care. Yes. And uh, Finn schooling. Yes. And we kept, uh, I think, $1,700. Yes. In our pockets last year. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that would have gone off to the Going government. straight to the government. You'd have never seen it ever again. Who? What would they have done with that? You know, the, um, the yeah. answer is who <laughs> needs that more? Me? Uh, you do. Or the government? <laughs> you do. I do. Yes. Because we're going to get into uh, the Ukraine bill that passed, which has some money for the IRS in it. Yes. But it also has a lot of pork. Yes, a lot of prep. weird stuff that a lot uh, of most marks. people aren't paying attention to what's right. really there. But most people are paying for it. Yes. Oh, everybody's paying for <laughs> Everybody, it, believe me. <laughs> everybody's paying for it. So we'll get into it, and taxes are a lot more than just April 15th. Uh, taxes are, are every every two weeks. It's every, an ongoing process. Ongoing process. Um, you can't just, at the end of the year, say, oh, I'm going to fix, you know, I owe tax. I'm just going to fix it in, you know, one little adjustment. Typically, what we see in most of the strategies or the plans are maybe 10 different things that we do throughout the year for somebody. And they're little things. There's no, you know, silver bullet to go, oh, do this and you're fine. Um, There are a ton of little things that take place all year long. And some apply, some don't. You know, everybody's, like we say, a snowflake. Everybody's different, Um, you know, have different goals, you know, stuff going on. So when I was younger, I loved video games. Still do. Just Mm -hmm. don't have time for them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Tetris or the, the strategy games where, yeah. you know, you're one army and you have to beat another. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy involved. As an adult, I like looking at my finances saying, you know, how can I win today? Exactly. Without taking too many losses. Well, just don't look at your statements. <laughs> well, the idea is they're going to take money from me. Yes. How can I make that number as small as, as small possible? As possible. small as possible. And legally. Do it legally and legally. <laughs> Uh, there might be some guy behind the building. At oh, KJ, there is. You don't I, want to go back. Yeah, yeah there. I guarantee you there is. You, don't, hey, want to you don't have to worry about reporting that. But right. They're nowhere to be found when the letter shows up from the IRS. Yeah. So. <laughs> they're long gone. Yeah. Say, hey, I thought you said I was going to be okay. Well, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I saw something before we get into everything. I saw something. It was a uh, a list of the top ten things that young people, young adults, said made them feel like an adult, like officially. And here I am, I'm 40, Jeff, and, you know, <laughs> even with a kid, you know, who's yeah. almost two years old, yeah. uh, I still don't feel like an adult. But these are things that every once in a while, milestones you hit yeah. that make you feel like an adult. Uh, and the number one thing I think was moving out on their own for the first time. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, that's, that's big. Number that's two, buying a house. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'll do it. Oh, yeah. That'll do it to you. Actually, buying a house, kind of even these days, smart. Because oh, very smart. instead of renting, but stressful. Yeah, you're putting money towards yeah. something that should increase exactly. in value. Exactly, uh, but, theoretically. but it's still a little stressful just from the the banking regulations, rules. Um, not my age shows, but back in the day, literally, as long as you could sign on the, the dotted line, you were good to go. They'd give you anything you wanted. Um, today, we see you know people are calling going, hey, I need four years worth of tax returns and profit loss statements and just to prove that they could afford to pay it. Yeah. So, oh, but what, what was it? Two thousand eight. Eight. They were just throwing money. Any anybody, as long as you were breathing and you could sign on dial line. But they were giving them terrible loans. Terrible, because what took place is within a year the interest rate spiked a tiny bit, which literally nobody could afford the payment. So yeah, and <laughs> even if the you know the interest 
rate spikes a little bit, all of a sudden my $1,500 mortgage is now 2500 Exactly, exactly. So every year when you do that, though, you're, you, you know your taxes are going to go up and your insurance are going to go up. So when I bought my first house, they kept saying, oh, it's a fixed rate. You know, I was assuming fixed rate. Well, yes, my mortgage interest was fixed rate, but my real estate tax went up every year and my insurance to insure the house went up, so my house payment went up. It took a little bit to get accustomed to that. So, sure. Um, today, it's you know you expect it. <laughs> yeah, you expect it, but you know, two thousand eight, it jumped. Oh, it jumped. Yeah. And people were you know out on their butts, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully the regulations are in place. And oh, they're in place to in keep place. To, to keep that from hopefully keep that from happening. Yeah, because it was so, a wow. What you ever see the Big Short that movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Read the book, West. watch the movie. Yeah. Gosh, yep. you know to think. That this was going on, it's like, well, what did you expect was going to happen? Exactly. Um, so one of the things that was on this list, though, that made people feel like adults for the first time was doing their own taxes <laughs> for the first time. Of course, mom and dad used to do my taxes yes. for me. Uh, and then it was my sister. Yeah. Uh, and then she told me a couple of years ago, she said, Josh, your taxes are too complicated for me now. I mean, she was a math major. She's, oh, yeah. you know. She's not even in finance or whatever. Yeah. She just knows numbers, and she was able to do it. And, and basically, if you're just getting a, what, a W-2. Yeah, if you just have a W-2 and not a lot of forms, it's it's I'll say it's relatively easy to do the return. But now I'm filing jointly, and we have a house. We sold a house within the last year. We have a condo. We yes. have a baby. This yeah. stuff is getting out of my Starts control. Getting, and 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 I'll say Congress in the past has always talked about tax uh, simplification, and it just seems like as we move forward, it makes it even more complex on a on a daily basis, especially with all the stimulus, the child tax credits, and those are they seem simple, but the implications from a paperwork standpoint are just unbelievable yeah. on a on a real basis. And wouldn't that be nice if they just sent me that postcard that said this is what yeah. you owe? Uh, it might put you out of business. Oh yeah, but that was we laughed when we saw that. We're like because they did say your tax return could be put on the front of a postcard. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. And there's somebody has a, a copy of the demo that they had and never happened. It, right. It's gotten even more complex as we move forward. So, so Jeff Zufall is a necessary evil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea, you know, that, that these kids are doing their taxes for the first time. Sure. If you got a W-2 and you're yeah. renting or whatever, um, there there's probably things that they could be doing to, to keep oh, a little definitely. bit more of their money. Definitely. Uh, but once you start getting into, you know, real adulthood with houses and mm-hmm. kids and everything. Kids and all that fun um, stuff. Yeah. You're getting multiple jobs. And yes. All that, you're going to need somebody to do your taxes for yes. you. And I thought to myself, maybe, maybe when I realized I was an adult is when I said, I need a professional <laughs> to do this. And, and Jeff, you're my professional now. And he can be yours too. Jeff Sufal, I haven't even given your title out. Senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Another another video game thing. Yes, is uh, <laughs> trying to keep my tax bill as low as possible. But now that we have investments uh, right. going on, how can I be making more money? You know, exactly. You know, you'd go down uh, to the casino when you were twenty one, and and oh. oh, cool. You know, I'll take a yeah. hundred bucks out, and I'd rather see my you know brokerage statement. 
increased. Up. Yes. Yeah. Then gambling my money <clears throat> yes. uh, at a craps table. Yeah. And currently, uh, don't expect to open your brokerage statement and well, see an increase. It will be a huge decrease, and that's a whole other topic. I think topic, the idea but... is, is don't panic, but we'll get to that yes. in just a second. <laughs> other things on this list of, of ways that people felt like an adult for the first time, buying actual furniture. And, you know, I hate that. <laughs> my my TV stand for the longest time was cinder blocks and particle yes. board. Yep, I'm, and it was great. But it was probably what a ninety inch flat screen. <laughs> yeah, and and my uh, couch was you know a, a hand me down. Yep, from probably three different yep. people. What more did I need? That's but, right. You're you're good to go. You know. And then I get a a, a live in girlfriend. She's not my wife, uh, <laughs> and she's like, we need. Furniture, furniture. You need real furniture, and then oh, they move gosh. it weekly and just re- yeah. re- rearrange yeah. the room. You're like, wants, Leave it alone. <laughs> she wants to go to Restoration Hardware. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. weekends only. That's right. Um, but these are things. Oh, watching the news every night, you know. Which today I've come full circle that I used to watch. It's almost it. depressing. Now, now I don't want. Yeah, to. you don't want. Now to. Now I don't want yeah. to. Uh, so what is going on right now in in the markets? You know, huge. Huge mood swings. Um, swings. And again, we'll have in the next couple of weeks, we'll have an economist on to kind of help guide us through some of this stuff. Um, But really, the the bulk of it is, you know, you got uh, Target, Walmart, uh, just the other day, terrible, terrible earnings. And they're blaming it on inflation. I mean, Um, as someone with a wife, I would assume that Target is is inflation proof. proof. Yes, but they're not. Apparently, she's there every week. Yeah. So um, Home Depot, which is another one. Oh, um, she loves that place. Reported, it's right next to yeah, the Target. I know. That's what I mean. You could hit them all in, in a row. Um, but but every one of the retailers have now started to report terrible numbers. Uh-oh. So, again, when you when you watch the big picture, the Dow, you know, was Dow was down, what was it, uh, Wednesday, Thursday? Wednesday was down 1,200 points. What is um, the percent wise? What is that? Oh, it was like uh, three point four, yeah. three point five, I think, for the drop. day, which is huge. Yeah. But remember, the Dow is only thirty companies, and that's it. It's the biggest of the big. Oh, really? So when you have those thousand point mood swings, well, I won't say it, but S and P was down too that day. But t- typically, those are thirty companies, and if you don't own those companies, you don't have to worry about. My it. mutual funds were up actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they're really like a, a probably a S and P based. Um, maybe uh, in the value sector. So this is where the... The Dow's only 30 companies. 30 companies, yes. And that's all it is. It's Dow Jones 30. So it's 30 of the biggest companies does it, does out there. It, does it change? Uh, on an annual basis, they do extract people and, mm-hmm. and move people back and forth. Um, it's and, like Microsoft in there? Yes. Disney? Yeah. Those are the companies that are in there. That's the biggest of the big. Walmarts, the Targets, all yeah. those people are in that index. McDonald's? Uh, yes. Yeah. So that's why I say. So if... Two or three companies of those 30 companies have a really bad day. Get taken on the chin. You're going to see the Dow down 1,000 points. But it really, it is, it's important, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't mean that everybody lost that kind of money. Right. Because if you're S&P based, if you're tech based, right now growth funds are totally out of favor. Um, So the difference, a growth fund basically looks at the world as, hey, we're going to buy the stock for $10 a share and we want it to go to $13 a share. We don't care about dividends. We don't care about anything else. Just make the uh, capital appreciation, make your your dollar go increase. Mm -hmm. Um, A value stock is really looking at more so, hey, it's $10 a share where we're going to buy it. 
we want it to go to maybe $11, $12 a share, but we want a combination of increase in capital or increase in share price, but a dividend paid at the same time. Sure. And then there's blend, which is kind of a mix between them. So anything in the growth arena right now, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. So don't panic sell. Um, right. And, and again, when you open a statement, don't freak out and go, oh my God, sell everything and run and hide. Because that stuff is is just what it is on paper. It's it's and everybody yells at me <laughs> their paper losses today. And go back and look at COVID and I'm not saying the market's going to skyrocket back up by no means. But look at COVID um in 2020 when COVID hit, that was uh late February, the market just fell off the face of the earth. But and then we went in the lockdowns. So the bulk of those those Dow 30 companies <clears throat> we're still open. They were doing their thing. You just had to wait in line to get in, and so many only so many people could be in the store. But all of the smaller companies were closed completely. So again, the flip is at the end of 2020, we were in the positive numbers. Right. If so you just stand. You, so just you have to, to give just this. Don't look bit. at your statements. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the market will come back. It's just how long it will take it to come back. Because that money, and you know, it took me a while to realize this. That money isn't real until I go to exactly. So if or this is, I go to take it out. So I ask this question, and everybody think about this: What is the purpose of that account? And 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 if you're going to buy a house with it in the next two months, and it should have never been in the market in the first place, right? But if it is in an IRA, 401k, remember. I got 30 years plus. Yeah, 30 years plus of of time in the market. But the key to it is, is you're also adding money to it as you go forward. So you're buying at these super lows, and you'll see that money pop in the next two to five years. You'll see the shares you're buying today skyrocket. My next paycheck, when it goes to put more money into my uh, retirement. Is buying it a it's four buy year a low. Cheap. Yeah. Buy low. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> it's that easy. Okay. Well, there's an, there's optimism. Exactly. Here. So again, that's why I say you see it when you watch the news, um, you see the, 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 the snippets or whatever you want to call it that, you know, look, the sky is falling, you know, run and hide. But again, at the end of the day, the question is, is the market is really panicked on inflation. Um, it's, it's a big deal, um, a real big deal. And what the Federal Reserve is going to do to help counter our offset rule. There's a couple different camps. One camp says that they waited too long. They missed the mark. They can't control it. It's going to be a disaster. The other camp says, hey, they were right on time. They're going to have to aggressively increase interest rates, which will the easiest way to explain it is pull capital out of the market and help slow the, the economy down. And that's exactly what they're doing today. I think what they need to do is hire more truckers. Yes, to get the stuff from point A to point B. Buy more trucks yeah. so but, that the money I have, I can actually buy stuff with But it's it. a chain reaction because now the issue is diesel is at, what, oh, seven bucks prices. a gallon or something like that? So if you're running a big rig, um, I think those tanks are 150 gallons. I mean, that's, a lot of that's money. killing them. So where are those solar trucks <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a parking lot waiting for the battery to charge? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, here's here's a question. And this, you know, we have to take a break here in just a second. But um, what I've always struggled with, Jeff, is uh, like I mentioned, you told me that Target is is down and their stock is down pretty. It's it's heavy. I it's, mean, it's yeah. heavy. But my wife's not stopping shopping there she won't quit going there so what is the relationship between wall street and main street 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I asked that question as I say, we're going to commercial break. So just think about okay. that and see if you can boil it down to about a minute and a half. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But, you know, how does Wall Street and people panic selling mm-hmm. actually affect me in my car as I'm with the baby sleeping in the back seat while my wife is inside buying diapers? Yes. How does that affect me? Okay. So, you know, see if you can. Come up with a two-minute answer. Okay. And we'll be back. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall on the Big 550 KTRS. Tax time is not just April 15th. It's every time you get a paycheck. It's every time you make a big purchase. It's every time you want to move some money from here to there. Yes. You have to think. You have to think it through. About yes. your tax liability, the tax implications of everything, because you will end up paying so much more in taxes than you yes. legally had to. Just remember, everything that you do in your financial life will end up on a tax return at some point in time, either there, like this year or maybe 10 years or 10 20 years. years when you go to sell that house, exactly. capital gains is going to yep. come in. So just think it through. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. 636-394-5524. If you hear anything on the show that you have questions about, you want Jeff to take a look at your specific situation now that you're back from your tax vacation. That's right. And now that I'm back from my <laughs> vacation, we got to sit down. Yes. Uh, we got to hash out the rest of the year yes. and we got to look at a five year plan. Yes. So uh, Jeff also does that as well wealth advisor and senior tax strategist. 636 394 5524. Give him a call, leave a message, get a, a, it booked on the calendar and just go when that day yeah. comes up. Just have a conversation. See what Jeff can do for you. Yes. I think that's actually. I think I, <laughs> They stole that from UPS. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's not copyrighted. <laughs> yeah. They're not listening. Yeah. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, back on Keep What's Yours with Jeff Supal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Here's the number. Jeff, I forgot to mention Small Business Monthly. I open up the pages of Small Business Monthly (laughs) to read the 100 most influential people in St. Louis. And guess whose name was on the list? I was in there. It was funny. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say me. No. Yeah, there's only one person in this room that was in there, and it was Jeff. And, you know, what... Why would you be the mo- one of the most 100 most influential people in St. Louis? I asked myself that, too. So. Well, <laughs> let me answer it. It's because you're the one who tells us what to do and how to keep more of our money. True, you know? true, yes. And I find it just mind-boggling, uh, especially when I realized how inexpensive it was. Uh, I find it mind-boggling that people don't have your number on speed dial. Yes. You know, <laughs> especially when it comes to tax time or, like I always say, when it comes to setting up a, a an HSA, a health savings account. Yes. Do you have medical bills that you know are going to cost you $5,000 a year, $10,000 a year? Yeah. Why don't you set up a health savings account where you can keep some of those tax dollars in your pocket? Exactly. Well, 529s for kids if you have children. School, saving for college, paying for uh, private school right now. A lot of big, lot of Catholic schools in this town. Oh yeah, bunch. A lot of of private schools in this town that take tuition. Yeah, you could be saving. You know, uh, what's your what's your tax rate? You could be saving twenty twenty four percent. I think we saved twenty four percent. I think that was my my tax rate. 
Um, so before we went to commercial break, uh, I had asked you, what is the relationship? How does Wall Street affect Main Street? How does, you know, we'll just use as an example, Target took it on the chin this week, mm-hmm. but my wife's still shopping there. Yeah. And she's, does, she's not going to stop. <laughs> I don't have Target stock as far yeah. as I know. Um, why do I care if, if their stock price is down? So what the, the relationship is more so um, the, the markets, stock markets, front run the economy. So is this short-lived where we just have a little bit of a, a blip in the, in the market, it drops, and then towards the end of the year it recovers or first of next year? But is it really that dreaded R word, which means the recession, which mm-hmm. means the whole economy comes to a screeching this halt? This could be the, the forerunner of the recession. Exactly. And if that's the case, that's where Wall Street tied to Main Street because maybe you don't go to Target every week. Maybe you go every two weeks. Maybe you go, ooh, we got to wait until that's, there's a sale on tighten that my belt a little because bit. you're going to tighten your belt because from a recession, basically what takes place. And here's the weirdness. Right now, there's jobs galore. And I say this, you could job hop and still get a job, okay? Typically in a recession, that's where the weirdness is right now. In a recession is we're at full capacity, and then all of a sudden you start to see unemployment numbers start to tick upwards in a sense where people are losing their jobs, which means – Companies target have the inflationary pressures put on them through you know their 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 goods or services, their rents, their you know, real estate property, all that kind of stuff. Everything's increasing, and they can't just automatically pass that out to the consumer because then everybody we had a discussion about that. Everybody will get mad and go a different direction. So what they do is they slowly try to increase their their cost in a sense, but they have labor costs, they have all kinds of stuff out there. So, again, what takes place is if this, where Wall Street meets Main Street, is more so, is this really uh, indication of what's going to come a year, two years from now? Mm-hmm. Most of the economists are saying a recession is out there, but it probably won't be till second half of 2023 of and year. or till 24. This time next year, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and it's, um, and it's maybe. So, again, the funny part, though, is typically when you realize, hey, we're in a recession You've been in a recession for three yeah, months. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. They're in the house already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's one of those yeah. things where it's like, how does this stock price? To, I'm not losing any sleep if, over it. Yeah. But if you six if, months from now, a year from now, I might look back and say, and that say, oh, that was the precursor to the decline. The, because remember, the market in general will front run the economy because it's trying to predict or, or say, hey, this is what's out there. So, again, that doesn't mean everybody run and go sell all their stuff. Because, again, if you look at COVID, we lost 20-some-odd percent within a 30-day span in COVID, and it recovered, and we were positive by the end of 20. Man, everybody seemed to want to get into exactly. the stock market, So uh, I, myself included. You know, we bought some Disney. We bought exactly. some, we, we sold exactly. way too early Well, <laughs> that's, <laughs> before they split the yeah. shares and yeah. all that stuff. But but that's the problem today is people are like going, ooh, where's, where's that run-up that we've seen? And, you know, I'm losing money and so on. So, again, don't panic sell whatever you do. Have an actual plan. And I always say if you own individual stocks, have an exit strategy. When you buy it, know exactly where you'll get out on the backside, whether it's on the top side or or it loses money, one or the other. And have a reason, not just go, ooh, I don't like what I see, and you sell it and run. Sure. So uh, we need a financial advisor in good times. We need a financial advisor 
so, in a bad times. Like somebody said to me the other day is they laughed and said, this is where you really earn your money when true, that's exactly where it is, is to try to figure out that strategy going forward and, yeah. and what works for everybody. So, so I think written on my uh, paper here in front of me, big letters, don't panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure this out. But if you have any questions uh, with your accounts or you need somebody to really take a look at it and you hear Jeff talking and you're like, I like that guy. He's one of the most influential people in St. Louis. <laughs> I want to go to him, 636-394-5524. That's where my money is. Um, He does our taxes. He figures out how we can keep a little bit more uh, of the tax dollars in our pockets and on our paychecks rather than going off to the government. And he's the calming, reassuring voice. Uh, You know, I sit in Jeff's lap and he rocks me to sleep. Um, He says, don't worry, Josh. That's a scary picture. (laughs) I'm currently in his lap right now. Uh, we talk about the IRS a lot, and uh, in this Ukraine bill, yes, they got some funding. They yes. asked for what ten? They asked. For, they originally were. This goes way back. They're asking for ten billion, mm-hmm. and they got seven hundred million. So less than ten <laughs> percent. It's it's not even close to what they were asking for. I mean, it's good that they got something, um, which will help. Because they of this. need it right they now. Need it they, they've got a backlog. We always say every time someone mails their it, tax return, you or, say a prayer as you throw it in the mailbox and hope it figures it out. And here, its here's out. here's the thing that I didn't realize: how much mail does the IRS get every day? But 300,000 pieces a day. 300,000 pieces of mail. That's the good news because they are current on that. Now, they've opened it. Doesn't mean they've processed it. It just means they've opened but it. But just think of, you know, I'm thinking of cartoons where, you know, big mailbags are coming oh, in. Oh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> dumped in front of someone and they're opening each piece and yeah. putting the papers everywhere. Yeah. That is really how it works. Like That's literally, how it goes, yes. If you get 300,000 pieces of mail a day, that literally is what is happening yes. right now. And there's multiple service centers across the country. Um, like so it's in, not one big it's office. It's not like one big office where just the truck backs up and dumps it in the yeah, lobby and right. then everybody runs and grabs and a couple pieces. smoke break. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, here comes what another happened? truck. Yeah. But, no, it's 300,000 on average pieces. And, the, and they, they say that they are on target in a sense for you know keeping up with it in a sense. But they need money to hire more people. Yes. And uh, they did something that I didn't even know uh, you could do. And <laughs> We'd probably go to jail for doing that. But... Right. What did the IRS just do? So they actually destroyed, shredded 30 million pieces of, I'll call it correspondence, tax returns. They just basically shredded it. So I think you made the analogy that you're on vacation a couple of weeks, you come back and you have a thousand emails and you go, man, I could never read them all and respond. So you just delete them. Delete all. And say, let's see what happens. So this goes out to anybody sitting out there who has a amended return for the last two years with the IRS. If you have a dispute going with them where you've got a letter writing campaign going back and forth, um, you might have to re resubmit your documentation they because they might have shredded it. Are they going to just forget that that? No, they won't forget that, that if you, you, you owe them tax, <laughs> they ain't going to forget about that. I guarantee you. Right. So, um, are we just having to start all over again? Pretty much. It's kind of a reset um, from what we're seeing. And this was kind of hush hush. Nobody really said anything about it, but it's huge. I mean, huge. So they actually just went and said, "Hey, this is the easiest way that we get caught up. Just shred it." So if I'm in the middle of something with the IRS dating to this year or last year, <laughs> going or three back years a couple ago, years ago, yeah, 
what do I do? Um, honestly, I think that you kind of mark the calendar and maybe give it another 30 days if you do not get a response. Or if you've gotten a response from the IRS that says, hey, we, we've, we're we in receipt. There's a typical letter that's sent out by the IRS that says we're in receipt of your documentation or your notice. We you know, need additional time to work on it and figure it out. You're, you're pretty much okay there. Okay. But if you've just not gotten anything, um, or if you, if, so again, if you've mailed a return in, directly mailed it in, and you're looking for a refund, and it's been a while, a year, you may have to refile that. And what you'd basically do is you'd have to write on there, you know, do not duplicate, um, just you don't want them to pay you twice. Right. Um, do not duplicate and resend, resign, do whatever you do, and remail it back in. So will, this, they, will they mail me a letter and I open it up and it says, oh, hey, um, we're just going to start all over again? No. <laughs> this came from the inspector general. This was uh, a week ago, two weeks ago. And they're basically saying that they just destroyed 30 million taxpayer documents. And it was done through some type of an internal audit. Um, and it was published uh, Monday, last Monday by the uh, Treasurer, Treasury Inspector General. Somebody must have been having a bad day. They were having a bad day, believe or me. Or just shred it all and we'll start it's, all over I, again. I still can't believe that somebody actually said to do that. Um, and just, it got signed off from, and somebody, from the top down. I guarantee you somebody had to. Otherwise, a couple of people's jobs were in jeopardy. But again, they can't get caught up. So they say, hey, shred away. <laughs> And we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. But That's again, wild. anybody with a, a notice that you've had a dispute rolling back and forth and you haven't heard from them in a little bit, you might have to resubmit your paperwork. So um, if you are one of those people and you filed by paper mm-hmm. and you had some uh, paper correspondence going on, would they have shredded? They didn't shred the checks, did they? Well, don't know. Yeah. Um, so okay. that's the issue is if you have now the, the in the past, the IRS, this is how goofy it gets. Um the IRS said that if you had a check that was sitting out there that you mailed in that was not cash, they said do not stop payment on it. Because if you stop payment on that check, they literally, when they go to do it, they will ding you for penalties. Yeah. So that's your kind of caught in a catch-22. You have to leave it out there for a little bit. And nobody's um, going to take that and, and yeah, do anything I, nefarious with it. No, I don't it. see that as an issue. But maybe leave it out there. See if there's something that, you know, it develops over a period of time. Keep in mind, you know, on your balance sheet that well, that's yeah, sitting out there. Yeah. But, but again, if and, and again, if you get to the point where, because again, the $700 million, um was a drop in the bucket. So they're still saying the that, money that they got, yeah, is a drop in the bucket that what they needed. So they're still saying that the phone response time will be an issue going forward. And as a tax preparer, we don't have, we have a tax preparer hotline, but that's strictly to say, hey, I'm stuck on the technicalities of a form is not working correctly on my tax software. How do I get from here to there? Um, that's not, hey, I got a dispute with a client, and you know this and so on and so forth. They'll, they'll hang up on us if we try that. <laughs> this is the IRS. This is, you know, every single person has to pay taxes. Yes. Like not everybody drives. Not everybody, exactly. you know, owns a house. Not everybody this. Not everybody pays taxes. Give them the money that they need. Exactly. To, to do what they to need do to do. To do what they need to yeah. do. One of the good things is we told everybody, do not, the IRS does not want you to mail in your tax return. No. That's why we say do as much as you can possibly do by e-file. e-filing. Uh, if payments uh, to the federal, to the state, do it online. I say that a lot of people don't like to do that. Um, it is safe. 
um, within reason. Um, <clears throat> but again, you want to do that that way. It literally will go straight through. We're seeing uh, issues where we e-filed the return, but yet they mailed the check in and we get the call weekly going, hey, they haven't cashed my check. Hey, they haven't cashed my check. Um, there's nothing we can do other than, like I said, sit and wait it out for a while right. to see if they cash it. But if you did it online, you have a confirmation code. You had It's date, time stamped. You know that it's there. Typically, it'll pull it right out of your bank account within right. uh, 24, 48 I mean, hours. I, we, I think we got ours back in like four days. Yeah. I mean, it's quick. It's yeah. it's easy. It's quick. It's easy. what they want you yeah. to do. Uh, Jeff Zufall, one of the 100 most influential people <laughs> in St. Louis. It's working it because <laughs> in April, the IRS only got 6.7 million paper returns. Yes. And we were talking on this show on, you know, maybe on this exact date last year when we started this oh, yeah. thing, oh, that they huge, had gotten 30 million. Yes, huge number. Yeah. So uh, the word's getting out. And, and Slowly maybe, but surely. <laughs> maybe the, the software is more accessible. Maybe mm-hmm. people have taken a cue. Uh, well, it is because and, and Intuit, hired Jeff Zufall to do their taxes. For Intuit them. got sued, so if you were doing it, the free tax software is now very. Uh, you can find it. Yeah, whereas before it's really they were, free. Yeah, there was really free, and they were burying it on websites that you wouldn't find it if you had to. So, so it the the number of paper tax returns have gone down by half, if not more, if yes. not you know by seventy five percent cut. So that's a good thing, and hopefully that trend continues. Yes, but if you are working with paper. The IRS just shredded everything. <laughs> so thirty million, um, yeah, and nobody you. knows whether what, was it one service center, ten service centers. Right. They won't say. They're give, just saying it's approximately thirty million. If you filed by paper, give Jeff a call six 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 three nine four five five two four. Get him on the case, and maybe you might have to to fill that stuff back out. Maybe you won't. Uh, we'll see if the IRS has sent you correspondence. Take it into Jeff. Ask him what to do next. Um, they. Currently are up to date on the mail that comes yeah, in. the mail. Well, which is funny. Um, but <laughs> here's where I like to say that the IRS is fair. If I owe them money, they are coming after me. If they yes. owe me money, they will give it back to me. Yes. So the, the rule on that is if you filed your, your uh, timely return and you had a refund and it takes them, it's the, the kick time is about 45 days. If it takes them more than 45 days to pay you your tax refund, they will owe you interest. And the juice is running now. Yeah, so the time clock's ticking for them to do it. But here's here's something to think about. Um, so in, in 2019, the IRS paid over $1 billion in interest alone, just interest back out to people. So to all the people that they owed money to, they gave them their money back. Plus, plus interest a billion dollars in just in payments. interest yes. as a taxpayer that i'm i'm that's, furious that's taxpayer money <laughs> that's um, my money so it's not like that's a secret slush fund they that can't they have. get stuff out the door exactly so that was in 2019 <clears throat> so now the figure jumps to 1.4 billion in 2020 and 1.86 billion in 2022 so or 2021 up. so the question i ask is what's it going to be for 22 
which is this year. It could if be it keeps ticking up, uh, you know, two point four billion or something right. crazy. And that is interest payments that are paid at twenty dollars, thirty, forty, fifty dollars to individuals all over the place. That's a ton of money, Jeff. If we're paying a billion dollars just in interest, yes. getting money back to people because it took too long, yes. why can't we use that billion dollars to hire more people exactly. to get these processed, <laughs> to exactly. get the money out the door? Yes, you know, yes. It's, it's like these are high level numbers. These are this stuff that's way out of my pay grade and everything, but it's pretty simple. Boots on the ground, exactly. The that's, United States taxpayers are paying ourselves. Exactly. A billion dollars in interest yeah. because we don't have uh, the, the manpower, the, exactly, manpower resources to get the stuff out. To get the stuff out in time. But it's 45 days or more, and then they owe you interest on it. Mm. So, and then we'll take, well, how much money did we pay in interest, though? Well, people who didn't pay on time. <laughs> well, that's, it runs like 3.25. I think the, it's on a quarterly, calendar quarter basis, and it runs at like, I think the last number I looked at was three and a quarter percent is what it runs at. So what it's if you owe them money, it's the same as what they owe you. Yeah. So and then the funny part is that here's the funny part is all those interest payments that they made, that's taxable income to you in the year it's received. So remember, you're doing your twenty twenty. That counts as income? Yes. You're doing your twenty twenty tax return in twenty twenty two. So if they haven't given you your refund in the forty five days, they owe you interest, it shows up in twenty twenty two and you have to pay tax on it this year. See, this is the reason <laughs> why, you know, you have more than just a W-2. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just out of college and you got a job yeah. for the first time, maybe you're okay to try to do your taxes yourself and try yes. to be like an adult. But the fact of the matter here, let's do this. Math errors. Yes. 14.5 million math corrections. And most of them had to do with the stimulus checks. Stimulus checks. Out. And you've been so, warning us this whole time. Yes. Don't we, forget these. We talk to people all the time, and, and some of them take offense because they're like, oh, I got $1,200. We don't, we don't mean it to be mean to people, but we're like, go back and look at your bank account. Tell us exactly. Jeff, I think that, I would know. And most people are my. like, yeah, and they <laughs> say, well, I would know if I got an extra 1200 We go, we get it. But go back and tell us the exact dates that they came into your bank account, and lo and behold, they call back and go, "Hey, guess what? Yeah, I got eighteen hundred instead of twelve. I found more money." <laughs> so if we report, or if you report on your tax return to say, "Oh, I didn't get it," um, boom, it's going to lock your return, and that's where those fourteen point five million returns are sitting there because the IRS says ah, the math's not right. They know what they gave you. You basically, it's and it's stupid. Um, they know what they gave you, so you have to report the exact number to a I mean, T. Again, it's it's that uh, give me that that postcard that <laughs> just tells me how much I owe. But they're like, exactly. we know how much you owe. Yeah. Why don't you tell but us? You have to tell us what you owe us <laughs> just to make sure that you're not lying. Yes. yes. Um, so this is the you know here's the gist again: fourteen and a half million math errors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, taxed on the interest that you receive because yes. your your IRS refund was late. These are all things that have to go on our tax returns, and I don't know any of it. And the notice that you get from the IRS for the taxable income is just going to – it's a letter. It's not a fancy 1099 or anything crazy like that. It's a letter that says, hey, you got $40 in interest that we owed you. And it might have been something that I just – oh, this is junk. Yeah. And threw it away. Yeah, or took the check and went, cool, I got a check, and then chucked the letter. But keep a letter because you have to report that as taxable income on that year you receive it. Absolutely. Well, let's go to commercial break, and when we come back, we'll wrap this show up. Keep what's yours with Jeff Sufall. Did you do a paper return? 
Did the IRS shred your paper? <laughs> we don't know. The question is, we don't know where it is right now. Give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. So many services that he offers in addition to uh, tax help and, and tax savings. I always call it keepings. Yes, keepings. Um, that's, we, that's the real word. <laughs> right. We keep it in our pocket, and that's real money for me. And, you know, what would the... What would the IRS do with that? Who knows? I mean, what was the Ukraine bill? It was was one, it tr- one point seven trillion dollars. And how much did Ukraine actually get? Eight hundred billion dollars. Okay, so, so where's we're, the we're rest? Missing nine hundred billion dollars. And only <laughs> seven hundred million went to the IRS. Where's yeah. the rest? Yeah, that's seven hundred million, not not billion, billion. <laughs> not billion. Yes. Uh, so where's the rest? The question is, you know. Do I deserve my money more yes. than the government? Probably. Yes. I can make fourteen hundred dollars uh, stretch yes. a lot further. Oh sure. Than what they can. Yeah. You know that's one toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that story? Yep. Or a hammer? What was that? A yeah. Five thousand dollar hammer. hammer. <laughs> it's keep what's yours with Jeff Sufall. Do you want to keep more of your money in your pocket? Give him a call. He can help you out. Six three six three nine four five five two four. We'll be right back. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the Big 550 KTRS, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Supal. Remember, everybody, that tax season isn't just April 15th. It's all year long. Every time you get a paycheck... You need to look at yes. the stub. Look at your paycheck stub. Right? Just, I mean, it might go direct deposit. Yeah. But, but don't you just, still get a stub yeah, that shows throw it tax away. withholdings, if you have 401K, health care cost, all that stuff is on there. If I hand you like a couple of uh, pay stubs and maybe my W-2, could you just look at it for like three minutes and say that we there are things we can do? Yes. Yeah. And we can also, if you were worried about owing taxes, not you know getting too much back. We can actually do kind of a uh, allocation as to what your tax return is going to look like yeah. from a withholding standpoint. Uh, and math is always, you know, yes. math always wins. Math always <laughs> wins. So it's just, you know, having somebody in your corner to do the calculations, know how it works. That could be Jeff for you. Six three six three nine four five five two four. Was just talking to somebody, and they said, "Who's that tax guy that you talk to on the show every week?" I said, "It's Jeff Zufall." One of the 100 most influential people That's right. in St. Louis That's right. <laughs> uh, by Small Business Monthly. And uh, he said, I, they came back to me, the IRS, and said, well, you owe us another 300 And it's like, well, what's yes. going on here? And he said, every year it's the same story. Yeah. You know, I owe the money every year. How do I? And I said, you know, because I've been doing the show with you for a, a year. <laughs> I said, well, your withholdings aren't enough. That's right. And that's, that's, that's it. probably what more he than, needs. More than likely. So either increase your withholdings, but then you're giving that money to the IRS. You'll never see it again. Or if you have access to a 401k, increase the percent you're putting in your 401k. They kind of will counter each other as you go forward. Or yeah. maybe it's a combination of both. But there's clearly something that he needs to do. Yes. Most and definitely. He's not going to figure it out on his own because no. he doesn't know how to read the tax code. Well, that and most people will uh, throw it in a drawer and forget about it till next year. And it repeats the cycle again. Uh, I think that's what repeats he repeats it again. <laughs> that's what his frustration was is like it happened last year, too. You know, and it happened unless, before that. Unless you fix it, it will continue to get probably the same or worse as well, you I, go. I think he's at the point where he's like, I have to finally do something <laughs> about this. And I hear Josh talking to Jeff on the show every week. I might as well give him a call. Uh, 636-394-5524.
is the number over at Capital Advisory Group, Jeff Zufall. Um, depreciation. Now, I don't yes. think we have enough time because we just we really got don't. a couple minutes left to talk about depreciation. Uh, you'll explain to me how it works. Mm-hmm. But what is the latest news for people who do know how it works? What's so the latest news? The cool news is this, is if you're a business owner and you buy a luxury vehicle, okay, uh, BMW, Mercedes, something basically higher priced vehicle, um, the IRS has now realized that the cost of vehicles has gone up. Oh, it's no. taken them a little no bit, kidding. but they caught on. <laughs> so basically what takes place is the, the what's called bonus depreciation, first-year bonus depreciation. You're not writing it off in full. Most people have this uh, crazy concept that you buy a car and you can just go, hey, it was a $50,000 car, and you just write it off completely. There are some rules that, that apply to that, but this is if you just buy a luxury vehicle. Um, and you, the limit basically was eighteen thousand two hundred last year. It's now nineteen thousand two hundred, so it's up a thousand bucks, which is okay. Even though the vehicle probably is ten grand more yeah, than yeah, what it was. Yeah, if it's a luxury, <laughs> it's probably fifteen grand yeah, more than what uh, it was. Um, so it's it's nineteen thousand two the first year. Second year limit, they give you an additional sixteen hundred on it. Um, and so basically it's going to 18,000 and then the third year it basically goes 10, six or 10, eight, I'm sorry. And then it goes basically every year from there on out, 64, 60, 6,460 until you depreciate the vehicle out completely. So for people who do have company cars yes, uh, and they do take depreciation on them, yes. things have changed. It gotten yeah. a little better. A little, little better. Um, yeah. uh, so, and again, the flip of that is where you write it off completely is called Section 179. That is if you're a business owner. My easiest example is uh, you own a construction company and you have to buy an F-350 truck every year. Um, you get to write that thing off in full if you'd like. So if it's an $80,000 vehicle, take the full deduction for it, and that's called the Section 179. There you go. And if so, you have any questions, Jeff deals with individuals. Yes. You also work with small businesses, yes. uh, self-employed. Yes. Uh, these are the things that you can help people out. You know, yeah, to walk uh, through. The and Targets and the Microsofts, they probably have a whole floor sure of Jeff Zufalls. Yeah. That are, that are corporate level, more and more we look at the individual, small business owner are our target markets. And that's why you are one of the most influential people <laughs> in St. Louis. Thank you so much, Jeff. You betcha, thank you. We can, as we walk out to our cars, you can yes. try to explain depreciation to me. Because, again, when, when you explained it to my wife, she seemed to understand. She got it, yeah. But I was off in space. I was looking at all the, the golf flags that you have yes. in your office. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Keep what's yours with Jeff Sufal. Keep some more of your money in your pocket because you deserve it a lot more than the IRS. Taxes are a necessary evil. We all have to pay them, but we don't have to pay all of them. All of them, yes. 636-394-5524, Jeff Sufal, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Give him a call today, 636-394-5524. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. See you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.